Hello and welcome to episode 104 of Christians in Our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people, proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. Hello, welcome everyone. Bramwell, great to be back with you, mate. Um, how's it Hello, been, hello. Yeah, um, obviously listeners won't know that you and I have been catching up for the last 20 minutes <laughs> yes, prior to pressing the yes. record button. So we've done I, that I, bit. And, well, I, I, you say that, I think sometimes it's, uh, it's it's good to do that bit of talking before you hit the record button. Indeed. You know, there's, there's real and there's real. Yes, yeah, but I think we both came to the same conclusion, that yes. we're okay because yep. God is still God and still on the throne. Amen. And it's Amen. our emotions and our feelings that uh, you know, we talk about. And, and yeah. actually, that's a good lesson for all of us. You know? It really is, isn't it? Um, I think I, you know, the other week someone was saying to me, oh, I'm okay, and talking about being okay. Yeah. Uh, but they couldn't actually give a reason why they were okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, and I, that's what then started my my train of thought of, yeah, you, we use the term okay just uh, sort of because we're British. Yes. But, you know, yeah, in all honesty, I'm okay. I'm okay because God is still God. Yeah. And so, absolutely. whatever comes against me, yeah, Yeah. it's still not going to be easy. And my emotions and my feelings will try and take over. Yeah. But God is still there and God is still God. And we just walk with him. Yeah, um, yeah, but I we'll mean. talk more about that later because yeah. uh, of our hot topics. <laughs> yes, I, I don't want to get that, into it too early. That'll, that'll come up a bit later on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's interesting, isn't it? It it was certainly a thing um, in in church um, when when I was growing up that uh, it, it became Not so long almost ago, a, long enough. <laughs> but you're still growing up. <laughs> You've got over five foot now, haven't you? Just about. <laughs> Listen, you'll be calling me Carlton Banks before much longer. <laughs> It, it was a, it was a thing um, in in church certainly when I was growing up. Whether it is now, I, I'm not so sure. But um, that you know, you, you'd go into church and the guys on the door, the welcome team would greet you, "Hi, how you doing?" And you'd shake them warmly by the hand. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, thanks ever so much for that. And you'd walk into your seat. And actually, in your head, you go, "Why have I just lied to the bloke or the lady on the door?" Because actually, I'm yeah. not fine. But as I said to you, and I, we, you know, as we've just said to our listeners, we we chatted a little bit um, on on WhatsApp as well before we uh, before we came on air. And one of the things that I said, and it's something which God has really driven home to Anna and myself in the last few mornings in our devotional times, has been, where is your focus? You know, mm. and when our focus is on the right place, i.e. God, then it doesn't necessarily take the problems away, but boy, does it change what the problems look like. Yes. It suddenly yep. does. Um, and that's not just a box ticking exercise of coming down to breakfast and sticking a bit of worship on the on the TV or whatever. It's actually getting your heart, training your heart and your mind to focus first and foremost on God, you know, yes. and knowing that whatever 
um, you know, whatever analogy you want to use, whatever wilderness you're walking, whatever storm you feel you're you're going through, that God is still on the throne. Mm. The one thing that I love coming back to is the, uh, the 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 story in in the New Testament where Jesus speaks to the storm with a command which today we would give an overenthusiastic dog. When you know, I, uh, Scripture records that Jesus calmly gets up and goes to the edge of the boat and says, "Peace, be still." What actually happens is Jesus gets up and hollers at the storm, "Get down!" Yes, um, and that's exactly what happens. You know. Um, and when you look at the fact that it's the God that created the heavens and the earth that is still on the throne and you focus on him, then it changes the way you think. It changes the way you look at the issues that you're walking through and it changes what those things look like. And so, yeah, it, it's it is very much about the focus. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're both uh, we're both traversing interesting times at the moment, aren't we, brother? Um, we are indeed. But it doesn't yep. change the fact that God is still God. Amen. Amen. So now listen, from the sublime to the ridiculous, um, this week's top three. Uh, now, this is really quite interesting. Uh, I, I've had a couple of bits of feedback, uh, one from my good lady uh, and one from a friend of ours called Sheila. Um, and it, Sheila makes an interesting comment. Her um, her first clothing shop that she's put down was M&S, Marks and Spencers, which is interesting because um, I've never really thought of M&S as a, uh, as a fashion shop, as a clothing shop. Okay. So um, I, I've tended to think, well, certainly in more recent times, I've tended to think of um, M&S as the food hall. Um, so that, yeah, that, that was a bit of a surprise. But um, so Sheila's first one was Marks and Spencer's. Her second one was Cotton Traders. Got to say, love it a little bit of Cotton Traders. Okay. They're, you know, they're, they're kind of probably better known for um, sort of your outdoor um chunky jumpers and, and pieces like that and, and your walking shoes and stuff like that but they do do a lot of other stuff as well um and thirdly and i say pronounce this very carefully um so listen carefully listeners damn art now i'd forgotten all about damn art mum used to do quite a lot of her um catalog shopping uh, through damn art uh, years ago and i wasn't even aware that they still existed um okay. but they do apparently so that was sheila's number three and then she said this she said i like smart but casual and I thought, yep, there's a part of me that can relate to that. I can't remember the last time I put a complete suit on. Yes. <laughs> Going to any suit shops, um, it's completely out of it for me. So so that was Sheila, M&S, Cotton Traders, and Damn Art, uh, because she likes smart but casual. Now, I my own choices, I have to say, I've gone distinctly, I was going to say down market. Maybe that's unfair. <laughs> Just realised what you put. Go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Down market's not quite what I mean, but um, those of you who know me and have seen me will know that I am not, never have been, nor will I ever be a dedicated follower of fashion. You know, unique, yes, praise God, um, but I am not a fashion follower, okay? Um, I, I'm just going to keep talking for the moment because my brother on the other end of this Zoom call has got tears rolling down his face where he's laughing so much. Um, that, that That's just never been me. So hence why I've put some of the things that I've put. Um, now, the first one, the reason Primark came up um, was because for me, it's it's simple, cost-effective clothing yep. that meet the needs. And yeah, I, I love going in there. We, um, we did a family photo shoot about 17, 18 months ago, just before lockdown kicked in. And the photographer came through uh, with a message for all of us saying that she was going to have a pure white background. So could we please make sure that we'd got some plain coloured 
tops so that mm. they showed up on this white background. And I went through my wardrobe and um, my various t-shirt drawers and suddenly thought, well, actually the vast majority of what I've got here has all got patterns of some kind or another or prints of some kind or another. Um, so you could I'm have worn your Doctor do Who outfit. Well, it, it was so tempting actually, you know, again, listeners, you may be aware that that's, that's been my hobby for a very long time. And I actually had all 13 printed t-shirts of the various doctors costumes <laughs> and that's probably what i would have gone with um but no so i had to very quickly duck out and find some plain t-shirts and plain color tops and um half the primark staff where we were living at the time could probably have retired on what, <laughs> what i went in and found but you know cost effective simple functional clothing um and and it worked for us for that day and, and still does um, now, peacocks. Why have I put peacocks? Well, there's a ridiculous reason for putting peacocks because I am not in any way, shape or form a regular peacock shopper. Um, the only reason um, that, that peacocks features at all is that the last two times I have needed to get a new belt for my trousers, we happen to have been up here in North <laughs> Wales in Clandidno, and Peacocks was the best place shop for me to go in and find a belt for my trousers. Okay, so, so if you want a belt, do you got to go to peacocks? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, best best place on the planet to buy a belt for your trousers. Hey. That's so. our accessory for the tour. <laughs> well, the yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and now, the, um, and my third choice, and, and mum will love that I've added this um, to the list because, um, you know, she's been trying to train me in this way for a number of years. My mum has, for as long as I can remember, loved her charity shop shopping. Um, not just to support the charities, but as she often says, you never know what you find when you go in. And wherever we go, if we've gone out as a day for a family... Um, one of the things that generally we've had to do is walk up one side of the high street and then back down the other and find every charity shop going so that mum can go and yeah. have a look and see what she can find. And in fairness, she's found some amazing clothes in there for, for next to nothing. So not only has she got a bargain, the charity's had some support and it's worked well. Um, shortly after we came up here uh, to North Wales, um, we found ourselves doing much the same thing. Although I will say that we went round looking for videos and DVDs rather than um, looking for clothes <laughs> items. But I actually found a very, very nice pair of well-fitting trainers, which had barely been worn and are probably the best pair of trainers I've ever bought uh, and cost me next to nothing. So, uh, and in fact, I'm wearing them as we record because they're that comfortable. So I've now taken, and again, we don't do it regularly, but I have now taken to, shall we say, taken a great deal more notice um, of what's hanging on the racks um, when we go into charity shops looking for other bits and pieces. So, yep. you know, and yeah, I, I would say to folk, you know, don't dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. You never know what you'll find when you go to no. these places. And also then you're supporting a good cause um, as you're doing it. So that was yeah. me. Um, Anne's number two matched with mine. So her, her number two was Peacock's as well. Uh, number one for Anne was Bon Marsh. And uh, if anyone wants to tell me how you should actually pronounce that, goodness knows. But please do tell us, write in and let me know. Um, <laughs> but that's how we've always pronounced it. R write in, but we're still going to read it the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, if we get enough feedback on how I pronounce Bon Marsh by next week, um, I will apologise on the show. Um, and try and read. Do you know what the interesting thing is? We, um, we, we're doing uh, devotionals, our lunchtime devotional at the moment. We're going through a book called 100 Names of God, which is a fantastic book. But I have given up now going to Google and typing in how do you pronounce and then putting in the English spelling of the Hebrew name. Because every time you do it, you go to a given website and there's still about half a dozen different pronunciations of it. Yes. So, 
<laughs> and I imagine the same would be uh, the same would, uh, would be applicable to Bon Marsh. So Bon Marsh was Anne's number one, Peacock's number two, um, and British Home Stores was Anne's number three. Now okay. I, I'm guessing, and she sat behind me, so I might get a thumbs up or a thumbs down in a minute. But I'm guessing that one of the reasons that BHS uh, appeared on the list was when we lived up here in North Wales last time round. Um, the, the BHS that used to be uh, one of the retail parks here in Clondidno uh, had a fantastic cafe. So not only did we get to go and do a little bit of clothes shopping, but we also got to go and have lunch out while we were there. So, you know, there's a certain Food's featured a lot in your clothes shopping, doesn't it? It has, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my saving grace, mate. I really don't do clothes shopping. I'd, honestly, I'd, unless I absolutely have to, I really don't. Um, so, yeah, there we go. So, and Bon Marsh, Peacocks and BHS. Uh, and that was all the feedback I had, mate. So what about yourself? Cool. Yeah, so I've had three bits of feedback. Um, Nick gave us next and then his second one was burton's and his third one was primark oh good man so, no good primark's man. featuring um actually just before i go on to my next one i just re- yeah, go on. re- rewind a minute yeah, go you on. said earlier on that when you were going around charity shops in uh north wales this time round yep you said you were looking for dvds and videos <laughs> yes Yes, bad, bad mistake. Probably should have said DVD <laughs> and Blu-ray. And the, but the, the brilliant thing was, and I will, I will just say this, and this is why I say when you, you know, I, I encourage our listeners to to make the most of these things. Um, we actually found two uh, two box sets, uh, which we we bought for next to nothing. Um, so the Vicar of Dibley is a complete box set, um, and we also got the entire set, um, the entire box set of Dad's Army. Oh yeah. So um, yes, but they are on DVD. Um, yeah. but not video yes <laughs> i we was were... just wondering whether you've got a video player and i thought <laughs> no. wow i haven't seen one of them for years <laughs> no we, we were chatting recently about that actually and i was uh, reminding Anne of the day that i very sorrowfully gathered all the vhs uh, videos from my doctor who collection which totaled together in terms of what i'd spent had cost me several hundred pounds over a number of years took them to a marketplace where we were living at the time, knowing that video was basically becoming obsolete and DVD at that point was was replacing it all um, and got a fraction over 60 quid from a guy in the market. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the end of our, um, our video yeah. collection. So I think the only thing now that we've got on video that we would ever keep for any length of time is actually our wedding video. And what we will get around to do it eventually is having that put on either um, DVD or Blu-ray. Mm. So um, that, yeah. Other than that, no, they've all gone. So, yes, I am old enough to remember them, but I'm also old enough to remember when they went out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, I was a complete sidetrack and rewind. I was going to say maybe we should um, do that at some point as well. So, uh, <laughs> top, top yes. three, top three video formats or visual formats or something. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Come back to it. Um, come back so yes. Yeah, so uh, then Chloe Bethany sent me um, her three. Yep. And her number three was new look yep her number two was in the style i haven't got okay. a clue new one what on that me. one is yeah well, mate mate we're obviously both getting old <laughs> but, you know, she is young so <laughs> just remind our listeners how old uh 14 oh okay yeah yeah so um cool beans. Yeah. okay so i don't know what in the style is <laughs> and then number one is m and co oh okay yep so yep yeah and then my dear wife yep which was an interesting conversation because <laughs> very much like myself, it was, I don't have favourites. Right. So, yeah. Um, so she went with charity shops, yep. number one. Okay. Boot sales for number two. <laughs> I love that idea. 
Uh, and we've been going regularly to a boot sale here on a Saturday morning. And to right. be fair, picked up some really good clothes bargains. Yeah. Yeah. I so, so yeah. So that's been good. And then her number three yep. is Mr. Price. And Mr. Yeah, you're looking confused. Uh, completely, so, yeah. Uh, so was I. Mr. Price <laughs> is a South African shop. Oh, wow. Um, that she, she heard the way she explained it was like our English Primark. Okay. So, yeah. So that was her three. As for myself, as I said, I don't have any favourites. I just go wherever I need to go. I had the privilege, and I will call it a privilege, last week to go and mm -hmm. spend some vouchers that we'd had for a little while in M&S. Yeah. So I was able to buy myself some new shorts and a couple oh, wow. of new shirts. Yeah. But I would never spend that amount of money on a pair of shorts ever sure. in my life again. It was only because I got vouchers. Um, and yes, the quality is good. I will accept <laughs> yeah. that. But you know, yeah. no, my hard-earned cash would not go that way. <laughs> I would go to Primark, uh, quite possibly. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, the charity shops. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't have any favourites at all, to be really honest. So... I'm not going to give three favourites. <laughs> fair comment. <laughs> fair comment, mate. Totally, totally fair comment. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I think that's pretty much our top three. It is. Uh, for this week. Um, as usual, I have no idea what we're doing next week because I haven't prepared myself to know. So apologies for that. <laughs> but, um, we'll get we'll get that up uh, on, on Sunday afternoon or evening um, when we've done that. Um, but um, shall we move on, mate? Let's do it. Shall we move on to this let's, week's hot topic? Let's go with it. Yeah, why not? Now, this week we're leading into a series of kind of hot topic style questions. And just want to give a little bit of background as to where today's has come from. Listeners will know that I've drawn inspiration from the show, which is just a posh way of saying I've nicked some ideas um, <laughs> from uh, Christian organisations that I've listened to and, and uh, watched on YouTube and so on and so forth, um, particularly from CBM. God bless them. Hi, guys. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, I started watching the guys from Tough Talk who do yep. uh, a regular Tuesday evening, Testimony Tuesday, I think they call it, and uh, Friday Night Live. Uh, which they do on Facebook and on YouTube, and they do these things twice a week. And I've, I've got to say, I mean, I've, I've listened back to some of the testimony stuff that they've done, and it's been absolutely incredible. The stories of lives turned around as people have met Christ has been absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, get out there onto their YouTube site and, and just have a re-listen to some of those guys because the, the, the stories of the way God changes lives is incredible. But it's actually one of the Friday Night Lives that's um, born the inspiration for today's hot topic. And the guys were talking and asking the question, does God speak today? Mm -hmm. And initially, and I think, you know, you, you and I both said this earlier on before we started to record. For us and for many, the answer to that question is obvious. But the point was made during that particular show that there are streams of the church that actually don't believe that God speaks today. Now, we're not going to go down that line in a particularly deep way because neither of us have found uh, that stream to go down. It may get a mention here and there, but, um, you know, for us, I think both of us pretty much came back to the fact that, yes, clearly God speaks today. Um, so how do we unpack that and look at that? So we've got some feedback, which we'll kind of work through uh, bit by bit. And then, um, Bramwell, you've got some notes and I put a couple of bits together. Yep. So we'll see where it goes after we've looked through the feedback. So... Our first piece of feedback that I've got comes from Nick. 
and Nick makes a, a real <laughs> nailed on comment. Yes, mate, all the time if we just listen. Amen. And do you know what? That is so what it's about. It's about yeah. being tuned in. You know, we, we were talking earlier on uh, in the show, you know, in terms of our walking through the issues that we're both walking through at the moment. Um, where is our focus? Are we actually focusing on the Lord? Because not only does that change the way that our problems look, it also changes how adeptly we are hearing from God when he needs to talk to us and when he needs to talk us through things or whatever. Um, mm. You know, are our spiritual ears open? Um, so, yeah, thanks for that, Nick. Great comment. And, and a real reminder that we need to be properly tuned in. Uh, Sheila was next, and this is an interesting one because it's um, it, it's thrown up a lovely one for me, which I'm going to uh, knock over the net to you in just a moment, mate. Um, Sheila said, yes, if we put our trust, faith and prayers in him, and remember it's not just today, but forever. Now, I think from yours and mine point of view, mate, and I'm guessing for a lot of our listeners, the latter end of what Sheila has said there, yeah, no argument with that. It's not just for today. It is forever. It's an ongoing thing. You know, we know yeah. the Old Testament scriptures are littered with examples of God talking to people. New Testament talks where we have the records of Jesus himself speaking to people physically um, mm -hmm. and, you know, on through the letters and the rest of the New Testament, God uses those to speak to us today. So, and we'll yeah. continue to do so. That's not... Um, you know, that, that's I don't think that's even up for discussion personally, but there we are. Um, but what's interesting, Sheila says, yes, if we put our trust, faith and prayers in him. Now, mm. I'm guessing that Sheila is talking from the perspective of um, already being a Christian yep. and, and therefore um, trusting him. But here's a question. Does God speak to the unsaved? Yes. Go on. <laughs> no okay sorry did, did you want an explanation as well <laughs> well I, i'll tell you what was interesting about that um and I, I will admit i wasn't expecting a, a such a straight and direct answer but i'm great that i'm grateful that you've said what you've said because um and, and i will mention joe's name uh, one of the guys on the tough talk video is a guy called joe lampshire and joe shared an experience that he had his mum was going to church. He wasn't a Christian at the time. His mum was going to church on a Sunday morning, came up, I think, to his bedroom or something and said, I'm going to church. Are you coming? And he said, no, I don't want to go to church. Um, so his mum went off. And when she'd gone and he was sat there in the quiet of his room, he heard a voice in his head very clearly saying twice over, Joe, go to church. Yeah. And he subsequently did go to church and came to faith. And he maintains absolutely, and I don't have an issue with it, that that was God speaking directly into his mind at that time to get him to a service where that was a springboard for him then coming to faith in Christ and doing yep. what he subsequently did. Yeah. But it, it just threw up that question, you know. Uh, we, we talk about it very easily and straightforwardly from the perspective of, yes, we're Christians, so we need to listen, etc., etc., as Nick's pointed out. But does God speak to the unsaved? Apparently, yes. Yeah, and I, I would definitely, you know, agree with that. I know my answer was very blunt and direct. <laughs> no, that's cool, mate. <laughs> but, I mean, two things, two, two reasons why I would say, potentially three now, to be fair, yep. um, is, yeah, there are many, many stories and testimonies of Muslims coming to faith through the fact that they have yeah. heard God speak to them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one. Uh, my own testimony, you know, Indeed. Yes, I was brought up in church, but I wasn't saved. 
yep. until I heard that audible voice say, trust me. Yeah. And that was then when I realized, actually, there is more to this. Yeah. But I was, I would say I was unsaved. I yep. didn't have that relationship. Sure. And then uh, a guy that I know uh, who was unsaved because, again, similar, he didn't have that relationship. Yeah. In fact, he pushed religion right away. You know, God clearly spoke and gave him an idea yeah. that wasn't of him. Yeah. And that then was a trigger for him to come into relationship with him. Mm. Um, so, yes, God can speak to the unsaved, the unbelieving, you know, when the time is right. And it, But it, it comes back to, you know, what, what Nick said, if we listen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it, even as being an unsafe, unsafe person, we can still have that choice of listening or not listening. Mm. That's so, an interesting one, yeah. isn't it, though? Because as a Christian, you expect to be disciplined to be listening to the voice of God because you're following him. Mm -hmm. As an unbeliever, you don't necessarily have that, um, you know, so it's interesting. Yes. You know, and you, you yeah. said very clearly you heard an, uh, an audible voice. Joe's testimony is that he heard a voice in his mind which he knew straight away wasn't his own. Mm. So, um, you know. Yeah. Good stuff. Another interesting question that comes up out of this one. Um, this came through on Twitter. This is from David on uh, over on Twitter. David said, uh, does God speak today? Absolutely. It can be subtle, a gentle whisper in your spirit, or more obviously through his word, or perhaps a friend or even a stranger. And I've no doubt that God still speaks to people on occasion through our dreams. Now, a stranger. Next question then. And I've only just thought about this as we as we're sat here recording. So I have prepared nothing on this. So I'm mm -hmm. literally dropping this bomb in the middle of this podcast for both of us. And as we said before, folks, this is live and real. So <laughs> does God speak to us through non-believers? Yes. See, David, David raises the point. I mean, he's used the word stranger, um, but a stranger could be a Christian at a new church that we go to that we don't yet know and whatever. Yep. Um, but it throws up that whole thing. Does God speak to us? through non-believers mm. um i i have to say i don't have any issue with god doing that none at all I don't have any issue with believing that god does it but i can't speak from personal experience of it no i'm just trying to think whether i can <laughs> in a way yes i can because great friend of mine is an unbeliever but as a i'd say a heart of gold will do yep. anything for anybody yeah and through that i believe that god has spoken through him yeah because he's got those qualities. He's got those, you know, they're qualities of, of the kingdom. Right. The thing yeah. is, for him, is he hasn't got that heart in yeah. terms of relationship. Yeah. And yeah. he would very, he, he very clearly says, I don't believe. Yeah. He's a great guy. I have a lot of time for him. And I say, yes, I believe that God has spoken through him to me because he's got those qualities, those kingdom qualities. Indeed. So, yeah, God could. I mean, at the end of the day, I was thinking about this with the previous question as well, because devil can speak through anybody, yep. a believer yep. or an unbeliever. The devil yep. can still speak through. So yep. God is more powerful. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. Why yeah. can't God speak through an unbeliever? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Um, love what Colin Bennett said. Don't know whether you've read this. Um, Colin Bennett. Brilliant. Yes, God yep. speaks today. His word is active like a two edged sword. His Holy Spirit moves today to find those upright in heart, yet humble enough to cry, have mercy on a sinner. Mm. Um, and again, kind of coming back a little bit to what Nick was saying, it's about tuning in 
and and being humble enough to recognize um, when the Lord is speaking and also to lay down our own thoughts and whatever um, in preference to what God is saying um, and, and recognizing that. Um, so I love that. Jenny, another reminder that we need to be listening. Yes, absolutely. The Lord speaks to us all the time. Are we listening? Yeah. Uh, and finally, Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm said this. Yes, God speaks to his people today through the Holy Spirit, the living word of God, through dreams, choruses. I'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, preaching uh, a brother or sister in Christ. But are we listening or tuned into the right channel? Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of it comes back to that. Are we tuned into the right channel? channel um but yeah it was interesting that malcolm mentioned choruses um i I, i'm a big contemporary music uh sorry let me start that again i'm a big contemporary (laughs) christian music fan um uh, or or was through the 80s 90s and early 2000s i'm a little bit more out of touch with these days unfortunately but you know i i found listening to the words of known and confirmed christian musicians um who were playing a style of music that i liked at the time I found those incredibly helpful and to a certain degree today still do, you know, that that they were able to get through to me. No, let me rephrase that. God was able to get through to me using those guys in a way that was particularly relevant to me um, at that time. Now, that's not discounting the other ways. Of course it isn't. Um, but it is saying that God meets us where we're at in a way that is appropriate for us at the time he wants to talk to us. But that doesn't discount the fact that we need to be tuned in, uh, as Malcolm mm. put it, to the right channel. You know, for me at that time, that channel was through either worship choruses, but uh, perhaps even more so through contemporary Christian music um, of the day. Um, so, yeah, great channel for the Lord to speak to people through. Yeah. Amen. Mate, you said you had a couple of notes, a couple of bits and pieces. Um, yeah, I mean... I've already mentioned some of it anyway. So obviously looking at the question, does God speak today? I don't think we can say no. Absolutely. You know, he, he does speak and he speaks through all sorts of ways. He speaks through, you know, I mean, some of those things have already been discussed. Uh, what Malcolm said, you yep. know, speaks through the living word. You know, he speaks through his Bible. He speaks through his dreams. He speaks through course. He can speak through anything. Yeah. Um, and that is key. I think for me where for me particularly is this this reminded me of a conversation i had with a friend who um, yeah a few months ago now who said to me that he didn't believe that prophets still exist today wow and that got me thinking you know and i don't i don't agree yeah i don't agree with that because you know very similar to last last week with the evangelism yeah god speaks to all his people Indeed. He speaks to everyone, but some have a gifting in prophecy. Yeah. And prophecy is the gifting of their, of hearing God in some way. And the Old Testament has five different words for prophet. Yeah. You know, the man of God, the messages of the Lord, interpreters, seers, or prophets. Yeah. And through any of those, God can speak. But then it's the prophet who has to then speak that out yeah, and has to share that. They are God's messenger. Do I believe that prophets still exist today? Yes. Why? Because I've had prophecies over my own life that have come true. And there are many prophecies as well that are still still to pass, but I hold on in that faith. Now, some of those things God has spoken to me directly. Some of those things have been spoken through other people. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we are all able to hear God if we listen, and that's mm. come up a few times. Yeah. But we're not all called to totally prophesy. It's not our gifting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God will give us things that we do need to speak out or need yeah. to act on at times. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we are gifted as the prophet. Yeah. But of course, the the flip side to that is yeah, God can speak. Satan can speak. Yep. And it was an interesting conversation I'd had with Natasha a few years ago now. Because and it's it's a walk that I've taken in a more I'd say at a more deeper level as well recently because it says in 2 Corinthians 11, 14 that yeah, th uh, the devil can masquerade as yes. the angel of light. Yeah. So yeah, we know when we look at Jesus being tempted, Satan knows the Bible. Yeah. Satan knows God. Satan knows yeah. that God. And and so you know, his dominion, you know, uh, blah, 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 demons yes that's um, the one uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i was going to call them something else but um he's uh, <laughs> you know, they know that god speaks and so they will masquerade as well mm -hmm. and the interesting conversation i had with natasha a few years ago was you know do you believe this is god or do you believe that this is the devil masquerading Mm. And the re and and the reason why that has taken a very more important look for me in recent months, really, is that I believe that God had said something to me, and it felt right, but there was some sort of uneasiness about it. There was just a little bit of uneasiness, yeah. And I had to really question it, and I said, "Okay, God, if this is you, then." I want you to do this. Now, what was interesting is that thing happened. And I like, okay, this is weird because I still got this uneasiness and I don't believe God has actually spoken this to me. Right. So I really wrestled with it. And what then God said to me was, don't forget that the devil masquerades as light. And that light is a deception. You know, we've all got our different... Mm levels it's not, it's not about spirituality as such sure. but we've all sure. got our own different levels of light yes you know? and the yeah. deeper we get into our relationship yeah you know, we got to remember that the devil can masquerade to the same level yeah. as that spiritual walk yeah. as that relationship yeah sure so actually as we get deeper the light that the devil tries to show becomes brighter yes yeah and it's a really weird place to be and to and to think but then that's where discernment comes in yes so yeah yeah and then we get all the false prophets yeah yeah the bible warns us against false prophets and i do believe we're living in an age of false prophets yeah we're living in an age of uh do i go down this route no maybe not <laughs> um but you know we are living in a world where there is demons or yeah. the devil masquerading as light and yeah. leading people astray even yeah. in our pulpits yes. whoops i went there um <laughs> but it's true it, that's the reality it is happening you know yeah and we're seeing all sorts of things manifesting yeah. from churches in yeah. terms of all oh, this is the way to go or this is the and yeah. and it's it's dangerous yeah it is a dangerous way out and it's yeah so we've got to discern is this God? You know, and what I was always taught at college, and that's you know, 
when uh, you know they were very hot on the fact of you know the pulpit um, false prophets as well, particularly yeah. from from uh, college. But you know we have to be totally clear with our discernment. Yeah, does it weigh up biblically? Yeah, you know, and all the tests that we can throw in in terms of prophets need to be tested as well with us even when we hear yeah. god we have to test it we cannot just act on it it has to be tested and sometimes that means that it can take days weeks even months yeah to really test it you know natasha when i first met natasha and we both felt that god was calling us to wales yeah we'd only been together a week <laughs> and we said god's calling us to wales but we're not even committed as such to each other and you wow. know uh, it's like okay and so she <laughs> said to me we need three signs we yep. need three signs that were called to Wales. Well, by the fifth one, I said, I think we've got the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. Because you can you can throw that out a number of times, but yeah, it, it, yeah, you have to test these things. Yes, um, yeah, for sure. You know, and there are many, many, you know, false prophets out there, unfortunately. But come back to God's word. That is where God speaks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's, he does speak audibly. He does speak through um, ourselves and our emotions, yeah. but we have yeah. to weigh that up yeah. with the Bible. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's my notes. That's great. No, and it, and it's interesting you said what you said because, um, and I mentioned a few moments ago about um, you know my my love for contemporary Christian music, and about thirty five years ago, a guy called Steve Taylor wrote this. He said, "If the Bible doesn't back it, then it seems quite clear. Perhaps it was the devil who whispered in your ear." And, yeah. you know, it, it really is that plain and simple. You know, as you say, yeah. these things have to be tested. We had an incident in a church that I was growing up in. Um, and it's, again, I, I, I'm slightly hesitant, but just want to share this to, to make the point. We had an incident in a church that I grew up in where uh, a tongue was brought publicly, but was not interpreted at the time. Mm. which caused a huge amount of issue at that point. Now, in fairness to the relevant person, I cannot for the life of remember who it was, I just remember it happening. I don't know whether the interpretation was bought at a later point, but my understanding is that if you're going to bring a tongue within that context, it should be interpreted um, at that time. And it wasn't, and there was an issue. You know, now the questions raised, was that person listening to the Lord? was the person who could have could have maybe should have bought the interpretation were they listening to the lord you know was it not of the lord i don't know and i you know i'm too uh, i was too young at the time to be involved in the rest of the fallout from that i just remember it causing a huge concern um, mm -hmm. and, and those were some of the questions that were raised and it's it's you know like i say it's coming back every time to is scripture backing what we think god is saying and in that particular instance without the interpretation we couldn't know yeah because nobody knew um, with the possible exception of the individual concerned um what they felt was being said yep you know so it, it's it, it does throw up a very interesting thing but it all comes back to the same thing you know if the bible doesn't back it then it does seem quite clear perhaps it was the devil that whispered in your ear Mm. And so, and it's coming back to that uh, to that testing. A um, couple of bits that, uh, that that I was thinking about uh, before we started recording. One of the questions that went through my mind was, how do we define God talking? Um, because I think often when we talk about this, um, and I, I guess perhaps one of the reasons it gets raised from time to time is 
we often think of God talking in relation to the huge major life-changing decisions that maybe we need to make or that churches make moving forward or Christian organizations and so on and so forth. Or are we talking about the guidance of God through for, for every step of every day, you know, in, mm. in the ordinary everyday stuff? Or are we, and this was the conclusion that I came to, talking about both of the above and everything in between? You know, do we narrow down the ways in which we expect God to speak. Now, I'm not for a moment suggesting that we pray, Lord, should I put my right foot in front of my left foot as I'm walking down the street? God uses <laughs> that element of common sense, of course. But, you know, one of the things that um, that Anne and I have been driven back to, uh, particularly in the last week, uh, week, week and a half, is uh, living one day at a time and yep. saying to God in the morning, yes, I know we have issues further down the line but lord give me what i need to put one foot in front of the other and that's the phrase mm. that i've used today and then walking forward saying lord will you please take me by the hand and walk me through today and trying to be as aware as possible um from the mundane to the huge that that god is actually leading through that day um, yeah. and it's not just about those life-changing decisions sometimes it's about when I want to go for a walk in the afternoon and my wife is sat on the sofa looking absolutely shattered and her back's aching and doesn't want to go out for a walk, saying, well, at what point do I say, come on, the fresh air is going to do us both good. We need to get out and talk. And at what point do I say, actually, no, that's okay, love. That's fine. We'll stay here. You know, we'll, we'll sit and yeah. watch the telly for a bit or whatever. Yeah. Now, for some, that's a trivial decision. For the person whose back is aching sat on the sofa, that's a serious decision, yes. you know, and it's just, it, it's recognizing God's leading yeah. from the small to the large. So that was, that was the first thing. Um, one of the, the, the scripture that came to mind, I guess, in some respects that underlines that, and, and most of us will know this well, 2 Timothy 3, 16 uh, and 17, all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. That mm. to me, screams out god speaks to you in the everyday yes. part of your training is god training you and teaching you in the everyday yeah and why so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work so you know and and, and if that's the case and as christians we have to accept that uh, that that it is that god does speak to us every time we read his word you know I was saying um, again a little bit earlier on, one of the things that's come through our devotions uh, over recent weeks has been the scriptures that, uh, various scriptures that have pointed us to be still and know that I am God. And you were saying earlier on about your call, yours and Natasha's call to, to Wales um, mm. and asking for three signs and by the fifth one deciding that, you know, you were getting <laughs> the message. Um, yeah. if, if I had a penny for every time in the last two or three weeks, God had said through, through scriptures that have come up, not that we have gone looking for, but scriptures that have come up in devotions or that people have shared with us that have talked mm. about being still and knowing that I'm, I could retire quite comfortably, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you start to eventually get to the point where, right, okay, Lord, we need to just, you know, um, yeah. and, and accept that. And the other thing, somebody mentioned 
in in the feedback i think specifically mentioned dreams um but we had an amazing story uh, the first time we came up to north wales and and uh, for those long-term listeners forgive me for sharing this again because you will have heard me share this previously but Anne and i had an incredible story uh, of when we were thinking about our move to rose on sea first time around back in 2009 and we were uncertain uh, we'd got a place to come and have a look at a christian conference center to come and have a look at and we were stood at a bus stop just outside Bournemouth where we were living at the time, chucking it down the rain. And Anne nudged me and she said, Russ, I've got a picture in my head. Now, neither of us at that time in our walk with the Lord were, shall we say, regularly prone to getting pictures from the Lord. So when one or other of us said something like that, you kind of st- sat up and took notice. So I said, OK, what have you got? So she said, well, I've got a picture of a jigsaw and there's a piece missing. And I said, yeah, go on. She said, I can't. That's it. And I I remember stood at this bus stop looking heavenward and saying, Lord, what on earth am I supposed to do with this? Well, you know, there's nothing here, Lord. What do I do with this? But we kept hold of it and we prayed into it. And uh, a week or two later, we traveled up to North Wales and we sat in the manager's office of the center uh, that we were going up to to, um, apply to work with. And the manager asked us to share our story up to that point. And we did. And we included that picture of this jigsaw with a piece missing. Well, Linda, bless her, she nearly went backwards off her office chair. And we sort of looked to her open mouth and said, what? And about two years previously, her previous assistant manager had basically got up and walked out. No notice, no nothing. And left Linda to manage the team uh, on her own. But shortly after that, by which I mean probably a week or two weeks later, um, so we're going back two years from when Anne saw this picture. Two years prior to that, when that had happened at Linda's conference centre, the conference centre Linda was working at, she'd gone to church and somebody took her to one side, a close friend took her to one side and said, God has given me a picture of a jigsaw with a piece missing and God says, I will fill that missing piece in in my time. Mm-hmm. Now, you cannot tell me that identical pictures, two years and just under 300 miles apart, is not from God. Yeah. You know, it was so utterly, utterly clear. You know, if there'd been a fudge around the edge of the picture, I could have questioned it, but we couldn't. We, the only difference was the word of God saying to the lady who shared the picture, God says, I will fill in this missing piece in my time. And he'd given us the same picture. We just happened to be the timing that God was talking about. And so at that point, everyone knew where we were meant to be. So we've had that experience. We've had scriptures where the Lord has spoken to us. You know, we've had good friends that have shared things with us down the journey. Uh, you know, as we said right at the start, you cannot odds the fact that God does speak today. Um, but as several as our, of our you know, listeners have said in their feedback, we need, and I love the phrase, I think it was Malcolm that used it, we need to be tuned into the right channel. Yeah, there it is. Yes, God speaks to people today through the Holy Spirit, the living word of God, through dreams, choruses, preaching, a brother or sister in Christ. But are we listening or are we tuned into the right channel? You know, and uh, yeah, I think from what we both shared today, uh, we know the answer. God does speak today. And I don't think that can be in any doubt at all. Yes, we test the word. Of course we do. But God does speak today. Our role is to be tuned into the right channel. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Mate, any more yeah, to add? No, that I'm I'm all all out. You're nope. sorted. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so there we have it. Does God speak today? Yes, very clearly God speaks today. Um next week, does God heal today? Oh. I didn't know that was coming, so thanks. <laughs> well, I, I basically took the top one from the list that I asked you to resend. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and there's a practical reason for that in relation to some of the bits that we were talking about uh, before yep. we came on air. So, um, yeah, so next week, does God heal today? Mm. So, and again, we'll be putting that up as a hot topic um, during the week. And if you've got any testimonies relating to that, um, then mm. don't just answer the question yes or no. Um, do drop us your feedback. Email us if you if you want to. Christians in our soup. It's all one word. Christians in our soup at hotmail.com. Uh, head over to the website podpage.com. Christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup. Hit the blue mic button at the bottom there. You can share an audio with us, um, which we'd love to have. Yeah, and maybe share your testimonies. So yeah, that's what we'll be opening up next week. Does God heal today? But sadly, that is all that we have time for this week. As always, our thanks for listening. And please do share the show on your own social media feeds with your churches, your friends and your families. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, amongst numerous other podcast platforms, of course, where you can subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you could leave us a review, that would be fantastic too. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And as I've just said a moment ago, you can email the show at christiansinoursoup at hotmail.com. And of course, there's the website too at podpage.com forward slash christians hyphen in hyphen our hyphen soup. Uh, on the website, you can catch up and share each and every episode of the show up to now. Uh, and again, as I mentioned a moment ago, you can leave us your audio feedback just by clicking the blue mic button and recording. Uh, it's down at the bottom of the page there. Uh, remember too that you can hear the show now on um, Blind Mice Christian Radio. That goes out at 12pm every Sunday, so you can have lunch and listen to the chat. And it also goes out if you're an early riser at 5am on a Monday morning. Um, so do know that you can tune in there as well. And also I believe now you can ask Alexa as well to tune in from the web. Um, so, And the website for Blind Mice Christian Radio is uh, bmcradio.org. But until we share the airwaves again, it's goodbye from myself, Russ. And it's goodbye from me, Brumwell. Goodbye, folks, and God bless. God bless. <laughs>